Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and by Shuerton Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you're like most people, over the years you've had a couple of great ideas. And if you're like most people, you haven't done anything about them. Britton Sandiford is not like most people. Britton is an inventor who has over 70 U.S. patents to his name. Some of them are highly technical, including the technology that drives a new generation of smart electricity meters, and some of them are part of your everyday life, even though you might not know it, and some are pretty famous. If you're a bank robber, or if you own a bank, you know all about Britain's invention, the dye pack. It's a paint bomb disguised as a wad of bills that explodes inside the bag of money after the bank robber leaves the bank, covering the money and the person with a crimson stain. Britain, welcome out to lunch. It's great to be here. <laughs> what do you do if your dad is a super smart guy like Britton Sandiford? You could go the whole other way and rebel by, say, going into show business, or you could carry on the family tradition and come up with some brilliant ideas of your own. Or option number three, in the case of Britain's son, Bryce Sandiford, you could do both. Bryce Sandiford is the executive producer of a couple of well-received movies and the creator of an app called My Squad. My Squad brings together folks looking for a fun night out with restaurants and bars offering immediate food and drink deals. Bryce, welcome out to lunch. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, Britton, I'll start with you. We've commented before on this show that the difference between a successful person and the rest of us is that a successful person has a great idea and actually does something about it. There's a long journey from a scribbled inspiration on a cocktail napkin to a U.S. patent. So as a successful investor, maybe you can enlighten us. When you have an idea for a new product, what's your process? What do you do first? You have to find a problem that's worth solving. Okay. And which means if it's worth it, it's got to be worth it to you. So it either has to be fulfilling or you've got to be able to make some money off of it. If you want a business, it better be number two. <laughs> um, but the critical point is figuring out if it was valuable to be solved, what was the impasse? What has kept it from being solved in the past? You find the experts that have uh, circled around that type of problem and, and you find out where they got stuck. And uh, almost invariably, the inspiration comes not from asking and answering the same question the experts did, but instead asking a different question. If you can ask a different question, you can usually come around the problem from a different angle, and now you start solving in a different way. And if you can solve it in a different way, that can lead to an unexpected outcome and therefore a possible patent. Like the, uh, the, the cash die in the banks, how would... <laughs> Did, uh, were you an uh, owner of a bank and wanted to catch people? Or? Actually, uh, in my first uh, company, a potential customer came in and said, hey, there's this die pack out, and it has a little string tied to a drawer, and when the robber pulls the string out, this, this stuff starts to ooze out of it, and it stains the money. So that was the original die pack. And uh, they wanted to be able to have an electronic bent on it. 
So how can you do this without the little string? How can you do this uh, wirelessly? And, uh, and so the solution was to, to put a very tiny radio inside of this uh, die pack and actually a digital circuit that would verify a code. And it had to verify the code so it wouldn't make a mistake because you would not want the code to be wrong, wrongly accepted, and basically blow up inside the bank. So it was all this circuitry that managed to fit inside of a money pack and it would not uh, do its thing, not explode and send the red die out until you left the bank. Wow. Now, Bryce, let's kick off by talking about your app, MySquad. I, I don't want to mischaracterize it, but it seems like a, it's a kind of instant Groupon for bars and restaurants. A, a bar or restaurant that is having a quietish night uh, can post a special offer for drinks and food that are time-sensitive, only valid for an hour or two. If I'm an app subscriber, I can see where the deals are, make a reservation, or just head over to the restaurant or bar. In a city like New Orleans, that seems like a great idea. It would also seem like a great idea in New York, Tokyo, London, and many other places around the world where there are not only a lot of bars and restaurants, but there's a lot of app developers. When you roll out a simple and great idea for an app like this, how do you stop people in other places from ripping you off and, and rolling out their own version of it? Well, uh, thankfully, we have the sage advice of someone who has a lot of experience with oh, this yeah, sort of thing. Oh, yeah, the patents. Yes, and the that. first thing we did was we applied for a patent. And so uh, that was something we did uh, almost immediately once we started the development process and everything with my squad. And uh, from there, it's, you know, just moving on to expanding and actually getting the app up and running and getting it out there as soon as possible in as many people's hands as possible. And you said you get it out there. How do you get, how do you get it known? There's a ton of apps out there. That's true. And uh, fortunately for our app, it's not just simply deals. It's a social media platform at its core. You have a profile. You have your friends on there. So it's not much different from any other social app in that, like Facebook or you know Instagram. But ours lets you invite your friends and you know go out and actually save money or go out and have a good time. And so when you get on my squad and you go to a deal, for one, you have to bring your friends with you. We have built-in user acquisition from our app because to go and use it, you've got to get your friends to use it. And uh, that's something that's been very positive for us as Is well. Is there like a minimum of number of pals? Uh, yeah, we have a, a set range of 2 to 10, and we leave it up to the restaurant or the bar. Uh, we don't really set any limitations on what they put on there. We just have, you know, standard Apple policy to make sure they're not doing anything nefarious. But otherwise... Because uh, 2 is a party. Yeah, 2. Yes, that, when you think about 2, it's a small 10, party, but... and, uh, and since we're... Our, our slogan we use is uh, life is better as a party. We use it, you know, a little double entendre because it's better yeah. when you're out having fun and it's better with your friends and family. And so, you know, we try to take that to the fullest extent. We have uh, launch parties. We go out every week and just go to local places that have signed up with us and we hand out stuff to people. We like to do in-person stuff because that's what the whole app is about. It's personal, you're sitting down with your friends, you're having a good time. And how do you make your money? Is it the restaurant or? Yes, yeah, so we just offer a simple subscription service to the restaurants and bars and it's a monthly recurring subscription. So uh, there's no ads on the No ads. Okay. Well, I mean, the ads that the people want to see from the, right. the deals, but no, oh. nothing else on there. Now, Britton, uh, when you start an idea, um, and you, is one of the first things, do you, do you think of an exit strategy or is that down the road? That's it, that is a very important question. Uh, you, you, it, it's a it's an organic process. Uh, 
you, you have to mix the idea um, fabrication process along with what are the outcomes. So um, usually the outcome is not, and I'll get a royalty from the invention. That is a, uh, a difficult path. Um, usually it's you have to start a business, and you have to figure out how to do um, the marketing. You have to understand um, the stakeholders' motivations. You have to really think through uh, from soup to nuts what the outcome is before you go through all the trouble of getting the patent and trying to figure out how to produce the product. Now, in the beginning, I, I, you know, with the success you've had, I, I'm sure you could raise capital when you want to, but in the beginning, how did you, how did you do it? I mean, before you were proven as a great inventor. So I think it's how most people do it who, you know, forgot to be born wealthy. Um, <laughs> you, you get a job that somebody will pay you for, and so long as that job doesn't consume your entire lifetime, right? You have spare time. So then you use your spare time to work on, uh, work on the product, work on the idea. So that's what I did. And uh, it's actually not limited to Bryce, right? Your, your daughter is working on an app, right? She, she is. Um, and I'll just take a moment to say what that is, because I think it is another. I'll, I think it is another need. Uh, but if you've ever been waiting in a doctor's office for an hour or two hours, uh, wondering why that has to happen, um, the doctor doesn't really have any um, uh, clairvoyant scheduling software. So uh, my daughter's app actually predicts the time that everybody's schedule should take that day so that when they tell you to show up at 3.30, it's a good prediction. And if 3.30 becomes wrong during the day, it'll actually send a message back to the user to say, hey, don't show up at 3.30, show up at 4 o'clock. So it minimizes your wait time inside of uh, a doctor's office. But I've learned so much from those old magazines in the, in the lobby. I don't I miss that <laughs> part. They, uh, you're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with inventor Britton Sanderford and film producer and creator of the app My Squad, Bryce Sanderford, who happens to be Britton's son. Now, Bryce, uh, you actually did something, be well, currently and before this, I mean, you, you worked on a couple of movies, I think. Did you write those movies? No, I, I was just uh, helped out as a script reader and uh, executive producer on okay. two separate movies. And does My Squad take up all your time, or do you have a... Uh, I have job. a full-time job. I'm a marketing and sales director of a local company called uh, the Event Glossary. So uh, I've actually negotiated in my contract that I can take off enough time every week when I give enough heads up that I can go make sales calls for squad or do anything that needs attention like talking to lawyers or you know, doing any sort of our financial planning. And then the rest of it is whenever I get home from work, it's the rest of the night and the weekends working on it. <laughs> Sleep, things like that, you just giving up. That's no, I always find time for sleep, very important. <laughs> now, I know everybody that's listening to this is thinking, you know, is it genetic or is it the fact that at the dinner table, your dad was always talking about these things and everybody's kind of got the hang of it that way? What do you think? Uh, I think I have the benefit of having someone in my life who could essentially give me like a full-time Harvard business professor that follows me around and tells me <laughs> advice. So uh, I think I'm extremely fortunate in that regard, always having someone to go to to ask a question that pops up in business every day that if you know, you've never done it before, you, how could you possibly know the answer? And I can go ask someone the question. So having that sort of resource. Sometimes it's tricky with a dad, though, right? I mean, uh, you, you don't know, Britain, you don't know how much to push and how much to. Yeah. I, 
the, the, I try not the, to bother the, him too much. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let's see. Flip it around. I, it's not. It's not being bothered, but like uh, the fact that you're taking this entrepreneurial bent is uh, very rewarding to me. But if I were to push it on you, you probably would have hated it. And oh. you, you found uh, with your friends that you started this company with that it was fun for you and gratifying. And so it's fun for me to give you little pieces of advice when you when you're interested in it. That's very true. Was never pushed to do anything like this. I actually studied writing when I was in college, so uh, to he, be here right. now is very different than... He's quite the, the creative writer. Yes. Right, because you, you weren't an app major at SMU in Dallas, right? No, so I, I was not. It was... Uh, I don't know if that's a major, actually. But yeah, yeah, I think that's probably a good major for the future. <laughs> I need to call, my, call the alumni office. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the creative writing piece has kind of helped your, your current you know, direction, because you can kind of think out of the box. The thing Bryce started off doing right out of school was, you know, write a novel or two, you know, and, and they were very uh, interesting and creative See, uh, that, kind of views. That might have been exactly what you needed. Yeah. Well, it I, certainly has helped me write, uh, you know, buttery emails to people when I <laughs> need to get in the door <laughs> for a sales those, call. Right. Yeah. What's, uh, what's <laughs> yeah. next for the app? I mean, do you, uh, do you think about going to another city? Of course. We, we, we look forward to expanding as soon as we possibly can. And, uh, which makes sense for us right now is a regional sort of expansion. So obviously things like uh, Baton Rouge, Tuscaloosa, you know, college campuses oh, yeah, where yeah. there's a large population of people that are going out with their friends already and are in need of saving money. You know, which college student doesn't need to save a couple extra bucks here and there? And that is exactly what we hope to deliver to it's them. It's funny. That's what squad. I see as the one of the models for Canes. Like I go, I went out to Lincoln, Nebraska, and you know, sure enough, there was a Canes there. I guess following college kids is a good idea. Britt, were you that kid that took apart the transistor radio when you were twelve and things like that? A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Whether that was whether that was good for the radio or not, that's what happened. <laughs> and did somebody uh, did somebody encourage you? Uh well, my, my parents were not technical, but they were both, you know, uh, of course, very supportive. I was just the kid that always wanted to know why things worked. For example, I'd have been like the last person you would want to sit next to on an airplane because I would ask you the entire ride, like, what was your business about? How did that work? And <laughs> there you go. You lost your chance to read a book. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. What was your first job, though? Well, my first job was working with my dad was a painting contractor, and I, I sanded, and I carried buckets, and I did the things that, that he didn't really want the painters or? to have to do. Okay. So that was like you my got entry. the bottom of that? He kept telling me how hard it was, and if I worked harder, I could move up the, up the scale of uh, the other tasks that the professional And you thought, no, I've got another idea, Dad. Well, I did. He, he, he thought I should stick with the family business, and computers were, you know, uh, had not caught on to the uh, degree uh, that they, they are now. So he was always a little worried about my interest in computers, and, you know, was it, gonna, was it, was it just a fad? Britton and Bryce, this is the part of the show we call another great idea. Maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got a great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for, or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with, or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. You can take this advice, and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that may have turned out really great. Or you can take your friend's advice, and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Uh, do you have an example in your life or career of a friend that had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice, and uh, how did it turn out? I'll start with you, Bryce. 
It was the uh, first year after Katrina. I just moved back to New Orleans from Atlanta, and I was looking for a job to do that summer. And we live out in Lakeview at the time, and obviously it was just utterly devastated right. out there. I went to my dad and I said, you know what, why don't I get together my friends for the summer and we can clean this up as sort of like, you know, just a charitable thing to do for the neighborhood, to clean up the yards, to actually get all the weeds out. Because these were weeds so six feet high. And some, I mean, it was crazy. I was starting this, so I was in charge and I was going to ask, how am I supposed to manage my, my 12 high school male friends? I mean, they're already rambunctious enough. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, he gave me some advice about working with friends at that time, which was, uh, you know, you can't you can't just treat them like your friends. You have to, you know, be stern and well, not stern, but you have to, you know, keep them in order. But you also, you know, they're still your friends, so you can't just be like the full-on boss mode all the time, or they just will stop listening. Is there to a happy you. medium? Yes, and it's it's you have to think about what they are thinking. In that situation is what he said. And that's a very interesting thing to be thinking about when you're, you know, getting together with friends to try and get them to complete a task, especially something serious like that. So it's put yourself in their shoes, what they're thinking about, what you're telling them to do. And it's a lot easier to get messages across that way. And so when my wife and her best friend came to me four years ago with this idea for the original business we had, uh, I think it really helped me out a lot, you know, getting together with them and and managing it from that point to this point without any serious problems you know with working with friends and the stresses of business and it's applied not only to them but with my dad's friends I go to for help and business advice all the time and local people it's it's you know really certain yes yeah, that's <laughs> Britton what about yourself did somebody gave you some advice did you did you follow it so this is a little bit funny uh one of Bryce's friends uh he was just in, in college, and I remember we were at a party, uh, and he said, you know, Mr. Britton, I'm really tired of waiting for taxi cabs. Could we figure out how to use my cell phone to be able to, like, schedule the taxi cab where you would know when it's coming? And as a matter of fact, he said, I think they're going to put GPS in phones so you could track them. And, you know... That was some pretty good advice, and unfortunately, uh, I didn't follow up. Oh, <laughs> I, so uh, I thought you were it's Mr. Called Uber. Uber. It yes, was called I, Uber now. Uh, wow. So, That's uh, yeah, do, do credit to uh, Logan there. <laughs> <laughs> Are all your friends this sharp, or this was just a... Uh, that was uh, some really wise thinking that day. <laughs> I wish we had the time machine on that one. Yeah. <laughs> In that uh, entrepreneurs and inventors never really stop. In fact, uh, one of the things I've noticed is they might be working on something, but they've got 10 other ideas in their, <laughs> in their heads. Uh, Britton, what are you currently working on? Well, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have uh, been able to sell a few companies, and so I am, I'm working on something that's interested me since, uh, since literally I was 14. So it's Girls? It's a, <laughs> no, sorry. You know, that would have been uh, a good guess. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. That might have been even a little slightly earlier than that. But, uh, uh, so it's how people learn. So I find that uh, I found it like just amazing as a kid. That's what got me interested in computers. And so I've kind of pursued that in background because I had to have paying jobs <laughs> yeah. uh, ever since then. So uh, my, my current uh, business actually uh, uses our experience from having developed very sophisticated digital signal processing based radios that extracted incredibly tiny 
weak, mild signals from very great distances and use that kind of technology combined with the processing that's possible through, through neurons or artificial neurons that actually run on a supercomputer and they are able to, in combination, find incredibly weak uh, but meaningful patterns in signals. And what would this be used for? Well, that's the big question. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we think it is useful uh, for uh, some, some, some very uh, valuable applications, and we're having great successes with it. And maybe it's an opportunity for another uh, okay, uh, conversation, right. another lunch. It's not a cure in search of a disease, though. It's good. It can be very applicable. <laughs> it has that an application. Is, uh, now, Britton and Bryce, 30 minutes is not nearly enough to get everything we could talk about, but it's given us a glimpse into what it might be like to grow up in a house where everybody around the table is super smart. In the bigger picture, we often make note of the brain gain, the influx of smart people who have moved to New Orleans in the past decade. But it's good to be reminded of the proud lineage of New Orleans-born and bred entrepreneurs and thinkers. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today and out to lunch. Well, thank you. My pleasure. My guests and out to lunch today have been Britton Sandiford, inventor and entrepreneur, and Bryce Sandiford, film producer and creator of the app My Squad. You can find out more about Britton's inventions and Bryce's app by following the links on our website. It's neworleans.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Anne Christian. You can listen to the show and to past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and It's New Orleans Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of Iano Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and by Shurden Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. 